found the decorations You grabbed the mistletoe Put on some Landau Murphy Let's spin a little Nat King Cole Our tree looks like a painting From a fairy tale coming true Even the snow is cooperating For a Christmas made for two No need to spend your money On packages and bows Feels just like Christmas morning Each time you pull me close Let's start a Yuletide fire See the sparks light up the room All we need is an angel choir For this holiday made for two It's nearly time to feel the stockings And a plate with something sweet Then we'll read the Christmas story Lay right through the storm So much better being together Love's enough to keep us warm Let's toast to our tomorrows And to wishes coming true You next to me is where I wanna be On this Christmas made for two Christmas made for two Get next to you 
Christmas made for two. That was Randall Murphy Jr., our guest tonight. You've seen him on Anderson Cooper, America's Got Talent winner, season six, The View, CNN, Fox, and Friends and the Wendy Williams Show, and the list goes on. Randall and I are coming at you right now. Anyway, thanks so much for being back with us again. I wanted to uh, wish you, before we start, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Hey, thank you. Thanks. Yes. How are you doing? I know the last we talked to you on the show, you had um, COVID-19, and we're just getting over it and just kind of maneuvering your way back into live performances. Oh, yeah, everybody went through that whole COVID thing. That was oh, weird. yeah. Uh, I got over it, but I, I, the only symptoms I had was um, I couldn't taste or smell. And so I would eat a whole hot pizza <laughs> without even realizing oh I'm burning my tongue. Oh, my and was, heavens. You know, and I burnt the pizza because I couldn't smell it cooking in the oh, oven. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, um, so. I, wow. How long did it take for you to completely heal? Well, they said they tried. They made me quarantine for, I think it was 14 days, but I stayed in for 22 because I was just so afraid of it. And uh, yeah. like like I said, I lost my taste of smell and uh, a sense of taste and sense of smell. And then the weirdest part about it is I couldn't lift a dumbbell with my left bicep. Whoa. Yeah, so like I could I could still curl a fifty pound dumbbell with my right arm, but with my left arm I couldn't even lift a eight pound dumbbell. That was Whoa. weird. So that was really, really the weirdest part about it all. How long did it take for Hello? It and yeah, how long did it take for you to get that strength back into your, you know, your bicep? Uh, about thirty days. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was about thirty days. Thirty Whoa. days. I was just laying in the bed and just try to curl this dumbbell, and I couldn't. I couldn't even lift my arm up if I put a dumbbell in my hand. It was crazy. I couldn't. I didn't understand it. My shoulder wow. was good. I could. I could still lift things with my shoulder, but I couldn't curl like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like a. Full bicep curl. I couldn't do mm-hmm. one. I couldn't even begin to do it. It was just it's like my muscle died. Oh, my heavens. Well, I'm glad that you were <laughs> yeah. healed up. I'm glad that you... And you're back on the road now? Yeah, I'm back on the road. After the pandemic, everything kind of shut down. So, I mean, the best thing about it, the whole thing was, you know, I got a chance to, like, sit back and... I don't know how to say this, but I was smelling the roses without having the sense of smell. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I, I got to, yeah, I got a chance to like sit back and and look at things, you know, put everything in perspective as far as my career and and then all the accolades that I've received over the years and things like that. But there was one that was always missing, and that was my high school diploma. So during wow. that whole pandemic, I went and signed up for high school, and I and I graduated. Congratulations! Hey, thanks. I got my high school diploma while while going through all of that. But you know, now things are picking back up. I I went to uh, I've been all 
across America, basically to California, New York, Texas, Tennessee, um, Atlantic City, Florida, Boca Raton, you know, South Beach, stuff like that. And and then I was able to go to Dubai. So I went to Dubai for the Department of State's uh, pavilion, the U.S. Expo. I mean, the, the Expo 2020 in Dubai. And I performed for the United States at the U.S. Pavilion. Elon that's Musk. Beautiful. Yeah. Really? It that's awesome. Of, it had a record of Elon Musk rocket on the middle of my stage. It was it was amazing. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Your new music. Your new music. What's going on with that? Right now, the new music is is. I'm trying to release it by. The spring, and it's all original songs. It's not going to be any cover songs this time. I'm doing all original songs. That's and the great. likeness of Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, that King Cole. He knows, but they're going to all be all original songs. Um, and, um, we jazzy, jazzy, or soul, or Oh, yeah, it's all, it's all jazz. It's all jazz. It's all about, you know, what got me here. You know, but it, I, I just feel like now it's the time for me to actually uh, stamp my name in the Great American Songbook as well. You know, I've done for plenty sure. of cover songs. And I'll always have those cover songs for different events and parties or concerts when people request those type of songs. But I also mm-hmm. want people to have my songs. <laughs> you know, and I want to have my songs. I want to have my songs in the Great American Songbook. Well, so that would be wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to really wow. put me in that place where I, where I want to be uh, as far as my career is concerned. What do you think about being you know, on the road? I love being on the road because anytime I leave the small town of Logan, West Virginia, it's a paid vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it really is. I mean, I'm from a small town, so it's just like... When I go to California, it's, it's a paid vacation. I'm doing what I love to do, and I'm meeting a whole lot of different, you know, people from different walks of life, personalities, and uh, and I'm on stage playing music, doing what I love to do, entertain people. Plus, I get a, you know, I earn a living from that. So, being on the road is always great. I mean, I know a lot of people think it gets tiresome, but if if you do it right, you can handle it. If you ain't out partying or and all that, you know, I mainly just do my show and go back to my hotel room. Just never, like, up all night or, or anything like this. And well, I think I think you've, you've toured with people who used to do all that, and I'm sure that they've uh, advised you on a few things where that's concerned. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you know, always came to me and said, hey, man, just, just try to sleep as much as possible. I remember uh, Nick Cannon told me this. Nick Cannon told me that. He was like, uh, just try to sleep as much as possible. <laughs> and he was right. So that's what it is. It's like if you don't sleep, then it's hard to get up and entertain somebody when you're sleepy or tired. Mm-hmm. You know, so I try to sleep as much as possible, like a like a lion or like a cat. <laughs> just like sleep, get up, entertain, eat, go back to sleep. You know, it's just... Just so saving that you still balance that with your home uh-huh. life. Because I have a five, I have a five year old son, 
Awesome. Now, I was getting ready to ask about him. <laughs> yeah, I have a five-year-old son. He's in karate and basketball now. He's wanting to play football, but I'm trying to talk him out of that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of things. He's just balancing that, doing his birthdays, doing his school stuff. Cause now he's in kindergarten, so you got the school programs. You got to attend. You got different type of... Uh, fundraising events that they have at his school and stuff. I have to attend those. I try to attend, like, every bit of it. But, you know, right now it's just balancing it all out. But I still love being on the road, and I still love well, my home enjoy life. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I enjoy hanging out with kids. You can learn so much from somebody that age, just kind of starting out and really getting their own personality, their likes and everything. I love seeing that. Yeah. I love seeing it too, but the best part about it is the rawness and the honesty. Yeah. You know, it's just like there's nothing sugar-coated when it comes to a five-year-old. He's going to tell you exactly what's on his mind or how he feels or what he wants. And it, it's it's amazing. And my son, he speaks really well, so it's he kind of says words that, you know, some of my older cousins can't say or pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so funny, man. Like, That's oh awesome, my God. It's so funny. Yeah, I love it. I love every bit of it. Well, I enjoy that. Yeah, I'm just trying my, to... Like my mom always says, it. like, you kids are growing up so fast. You kids grew up so fast. So I'm like, yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy enjoy yeah. this time because it doesn't last. Yeah, you enjoy it. Really enjoy it. Like sometimes I have to leave and I'll go for like four. Like when I went to Dubai, he didn't go with me. So I'm in Dubai for 14 days. I come back, his pants are too short. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I bought you these seven outfits. <laughs> now, you come back 14 days later and and they're floods. They're high water vans. Like like when? How did you ride these jeans so fast? <laughs> but stuff like that. That's how fast he grows. You know, it's interesting. You're mentioning um, the Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, genre, but the times in which they sang those songs, totally different time than now. Who's your audience, and how do you think that the music landscape will um, sustain not only that genre of music, but get back to meaningful lyrics, love songs. What, do you think that we're headed that way? Well, I think what comes around goes around. And in my audience are are, are those people from that, those generations. A lot of them are passed on, but some of them are still lingering. And then the ones who are have been here and passed it on to their kids, and then their great-grandkids and grandkids are still here too, so... It's people from great grandkids all the way up to great grandparents at my show at in times. And I think, you know, getting back to the wonderful lyrics and uh beautiful music, it's always been around us. But it's up to us to promote that. I mean, if you're gonna keep promoting negative music and negative lyrics, then that's what we're gonna get all the time. So it's up to people like me and people who love this genre to actually start changing it and putting it back to the place where lyrics matter, content matters, uh, love, 
happiness in life. All those mm-hmm. things matter. Yeah. And it seems like the music today is taking those three elements out of it. And that's why we have such negative music, you know, and negative content now. Because it seems like that's what's selling because everybody's just, ooh, ooh. It's like wow factor. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe they said that. But then they'll play it over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? Like, Why don't you, don't you think, don't you think that the audience, though, that people have to wise up and say, you know, um, we're not dealing with this. Because if you notice the Grammys and many other the music awards, uh, people aren't even tuning in as much as they once used to. Yeah, because it's boring now. You can see anything on, on YouTube and anything like that. So even tuning into a show like that is just boring now. I'd rather sit and watch, you know, people fight at church on YouTube. I'm just saying that's just how easy the access is now. So, so a a show like the Grammys is not as big (laughs) as it was visually anymore. It's not. That's why they have to have so much controversy when they're on stage, and you know, people like Kanye snatching awards out of people's hand and making a huge statement, or or two you know, male men standing in on stage kissing each other. It's just got to, it's always got to be that little show that make people tune in. And when there's nothing like that going on, people will sit home and just rather watch Netflix or, you know, uh, YouTube videos or TikTok mm-hmm. and things like that because that's where all the wild stuff is now. That's where it all, that's where it's at. So, uh, well, if you look at um, Soul Sonic, as making its uh, mark and actually tuning girls into uh, screamers. <laughs> screamers, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. music is like almost 50-plus years old. So Exactly, but they're bringing that feeling back. They're bringing that feeling back. But it's up to, you know, those, those media outlets to keep pushing so Sonic up there so people can hear it constantly because – when it comes to the fan, the fan might say, I mean, how many times have you been riding in your car? I'm like, man, I've heard this song three times before I even got to my job. Like, <laughs> why do you keep playing the song over and over? You don't even like the song, but you know all the words. Mm-hmm. You don't even like right. the song, but you know every <laughs> word of the song. You know how it go. You know the bridge, the chorus, you know, the melody, the beat, everything about this song, but you hate the song. The only reason it's like that is because it's always played around you without you even realizing it. They played this song like three or four times before you even got, you know, out of your house and to the car, to your place of work or, or whatever you're doing that day. They're, you done they're probably heard playing that song at work. At least. <laughs> right. And then you to work, you hear it on that radio. Exactly. You hear it in the office uh, speaker system. You hear it everywhere in the elevator. You hear it everywhere. And so that's, you know, they're just programming it into you. So that's what you you listen to all day. You don't even realize it. You know, but it's just like you have to give them better music and make it make sure that they're they're pushing that out. You know, and and I really don't care too much about that whole mainstream thing like that. I'd rather have my stuff word of mouth. Like I love going to my shows and it's a sold out concert and then when I'm finished my merch completely sells out. So I know everybody that walks out of there is basically a walking billboard and they're 
buying all my merchandise and my CDs and my music. So they're taking them home. They're giving them out as Christmas gifts. They're giving them to their grandparents who love that genre of music, things like that. And uh, I just feel like it's my duty to bring, breathe a breath of fresh air on it and give them some original music, some new music for today in the likeness of a Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole, you know, uh, <laughs> Dean Martin. I think it'll work. I really feel like it's going to it's gonna work. Especially with the fan work that I already have. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you like to connect to your audience, and you know you. I was reading that uh, you really like actually meeting your fans. Yeah, I'm the first person in the venue and the last person to leave. Then they're signing all autographs, take pictures with the janitor. Wow! <laughs> the people who's picking up the popcorn at the end of the night. I'm I stand there and take pictures with them, and you know, and talk to them about the whole journey because they, you know, people have a lot of questions. You know, you need to have all those answers because those fans are the people who got you to that moment. They're the ones who got me into these buildings. They're the ones, I mean, my talent helped me get there, but for them to love it and be willing to dig in their pockets and pay for that ticket, and you should have all the answers that they need. So I try to stick around and talk to everybody one-on-one, face-to-face, you know, selfies, autographs, all of that until the last person is leaving. Basically, the security guard walking me out of the building and locking the door behind me. Happy Thanksgiving. You've been listening to Building Abundant Success with Sabrina Marie. Copyright November 23rd, 2022.